it's the happy corner hey what is up everybody everybody's feeling good feeling live we're doing good here at the happy corner podcast with kb and amy and we got timmy behind the uh, board today instead of sterling yeah hey Hey, timmy Timmy. it's so nice to be back welcome back it's it's nice to be looking at you live instead of on twitch yeah i'm sure my brother my actual brother yeah Uh, looking good i'm sorry that you guys can't see him he forgot his timmy can but we do have a special guest with us this afternoon this beautiful sunday we got the hilarious vince carone what is up yeah what's going on thank you for having me finally we finally got you we just finally were able to sync up yeah we had to make sure you were staying in one place at one time we yeah we we created uh covid purely to to get get vince Vince on on the happy corner so So take that that, jim coronavirus take that jim (laughs) (laughs) take that jim flanagan Oh, you guys are so funny because I, you know that I, I, uh, I messaged Jim and I was like, Hey, we're having Vince on if you wanted to, you know, write in for bad advice. No, I don't want to, I don't want to do that to Vince. I don't want to. And I was hoping that he was just saying that sarcastically, but I guess he was being. Wow. We'll see what we can do about that. <laughs> I, Let's call him. I will say um, we we do a little thing called the Burbies every year. It's like our holiday party slash awards thing. And there are uh, presenters for every category. And Vince and Jim uh, yes. have been presenting. What do you guys present? It's uh, They've presented ours for the last. Yeah, it's best social uh, and, or digital and, content. Yeah, and I don't that on accident because i'm the one who books the <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those presentations are those are like the highlights oh they're my the favorite they're my year. favorite sure yeah you guys do a really good job that's like the best part of the burbies i mean i know it's like a huge circle jerk but like to see what people come up with and see it's fun to see the people that that just don't give a shit either yeah just go up there and they're like so anyway uh, yeah you can tell who prepared <laughs> yeah. yeah i love Fabulous job. How you been doing, Vince? Like, I, how's it been going? Things have been good, you know. Um, it's uh, we're on month three or four of you know this crazy shit, but uh, I've got I've got two little kids in the house with me, you know, throughout this quarantine, and so it's uh, I've been good, but it's been it's been awesome in one aspect. It's been extremely frustrating and challenging in another aspect, you know. Um, trying to trying to be five years old and two years old every single day is ready to you know ready to get back out and explore a little bit. My wife and I are fighting over who uh, who gets to go grocery shopping and oh, shit man. just to get out of the house for even a fraction of time right now. Oh, you know it's real I when know. you fight over a grocery store. Like, you I want to go to the bed. store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Okay. So, it's, yeah, so that's the point of quarantine we're at right now. Oh, man. And uh, I don't think it's going to... Dude, I've seen so many parents give up. Like, I've, I've, like, you know, dropped off stuff to friends who need the stuff or whatever, and they have kids... And then I see their house and it's just toys everywhere. Oh, like, man. they're just like, they're fuck just it. Fuck it. Like, they gave a fuck after, like, month one. And after that, they was like, fuck <laughs> it. Like, it's- Well, they were like, oh, well, here's here's a time that we're all together and we can make new routines and yeah. keep things. And you're trying, like, you went into quarantine with, like, such an optimistic outlook. Like, I'm going to change my household. Like, things are going to be in order. And it lasted, like, four weeks. Yeah. Before I'm like, I organized so much shit in my house before now I'm just like throwing shit in there. I don't, <laughs> I don't even give a shit. 
fuck it. Yeah, because oh, you realize you realize how much of it you do for yourself and how much of it is just a show for other people. You know, we're, yeah. we're at a point where it's like, why the fuck would I clean that? Nobody's gonna be over here to see it, and I <laughs> I can live with it. It's over. no problem for me. Right, right. Nobody can judge me. You're not allowed to my house. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I see you on video chat. I'm going to show you the two sections of walls that are yeah. that are clean and organized, and you're not going to see <laughs> the rest of it. Big, big big shit chat. I I set that shit up in a way. Yeah, I know I do. I, Definitely. I have a green screen specifically to put a clean bedroom behind me <laughs> when I video chat, so it doesn't look like my it's life like is a, a fucking bed. wreck. <laughs> yeah, people figured out that green screen real quick. Oh There's like. Clean or green screen? Fuck <laughs> yep. it. Green screen it. Fuck Where's it. Amazon at? Drop that shit off tomorrow. Well, it's funny because there's other people that didn't figure it out yet either. Like, you know, you're doing some comedy shows on Zoom and I see people like chilling on their bed, either their headboard in the background, dirty clothes and shit <laughs> on the floor. And you're like, those, that's like, we were talking about the Burbies. Those are the people that just didn't give a fuck yep. anymore. Yep. They're like, yeah, <laughs> but if my jokes are good enough to withstand the scenery behind me. And you're like, I yeah, would, maybe not. Maybe not. I would be so distracted. <laughs> like anytime distracted. anybody sells shit on like Facebook marketplace and their house is trashed, I'm like, I ain't uh, buying shit I from there. Nothing. I'm from no there. doubt. I, I would have respected it more if it was a green screen with a background of a messy room. <laughs> Just, you know, if it was a choice, like, I, yeah, the screen falls and it's like a clean room. They're like, oh shit! Yeah. Right You're like, oh, no. fuck this guy. You know, like, yeah, liar, porch you know? pickup only. <laughs> you ain't coming in my house. It's messy. Oh. Like, I've been good. I've been good with the clean knife. To make fun of. Oh. I used to comedy clubs all the time, and then realize how much aesthetics do matter when you're performing. Oh, no doubt. Good, Tim. We're having technical. Yeah, I think the Skype is cutting out. Yeah, we good. Okay. Was I cutting out on you? Sometimes I uh, I talk in fragments too, so don't be surprised. (laughs) Vince is just like so. I because and comedy. Yeah. Like oh, okay. Cool. That's, that's like, I, tell stories I think he's frozen. No, no, that's just how he talks. <laughs> yeah. He omits every oh other word God. for some reason. I'm gonna tell you that's been one of my favorite things to try to do to like uh because I when I was working at home, I'm back in the office now, but when I was working at home, uh I would video chat with some of my coworkers and I would pause my TV in the background and I would try to stay as still as possible. And it would take them like ten minutes. <laughs> I'm like staring at him like <laughs> And then finally, they're like, Amy, you froze? And I'm like, no, you dumb bitches. I've been sitting here for 10 fucking minutes. Nah, I like, I like, like on our Zoom calls at work, I feel like Zoom is telling my boss to shut the fuck up. Because around the 40 minute mark of our meeting every fucking morning, Zoom is like, all right, enough is enough. It started getting glitchy than a motherfucker. (laughs) You think they just do that to make sure you're like up? And moving around a 40 minute meeting like every day bruh fuck that i know zoom is like fuck that because it gets glitchy at the 40 minute mark three months that we were home i think we had like conference calls maybe three times to like check in (laughs) like this is what you don't have a boss that micromanage that's what that 40 minutes every single day fuck that it's a waste of my time word it's it's a waste of everybody's time yeah yeah. Anything productive happened? No. Okay. We yeah. tell about what we did the previous day and oh, what we're doing that day. It's one of those meetings. It's one of those meetings. I'm like, I, 
bruh, like this is unnecessary. This could be done in an email. <laughs> yeah, he wonder why we don't turn on the camera anymore or nothing. Like it's just a bunch of black screens. Like, <laughs> Camera's broke, dude. They're so like, fuck this. Must man. be must be Zoom. Are you uh I'm ready to roll. You go for it. All right. This is what your segment is going to be, Vin. Uh, the segment is Are You Not Entertained? That is, I know you have kids, but if you've had time to uh, binge watch anything or listen to new yeah. albums, like what have you been doing to keep your, you and your family entertained during the course? Yeah. Well, um, as far as binge watching goes, I, 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 never, I never really get to just sit down and watch TV. Uh, I guess I just, I never choose to. Always trying to do something else. Not being productive, by the way. It's not a high and mighty thing. Everything I do is a waste of time. It's just <laughs> TV is not one of them. Right. Um, but uh, through, through quarantine, we did tap into uh, Ozark. And so I hadn't seen it. So we got to binge watch all three seasons in a row. So that was, uh, that, that, kept, that kept things exciting for a period of time there. That was one of them. Um, I tried sorry, to get, I, I tried to get into that one, uh, really early into quarantine. And maybe if I was like in a relationship and had someone to watch it with, it wouldn't be, but it was so stressful to me. I couldn't watch it. It gave me too much anxiety. Every, every single night it was, it was sitting on the edge of the seat, uh, watching it together. Like, you know, and then, and then she'd be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, well, don't fucking leave me downstairs here by myself in this dark room. You wait. We walk up those stairs together. Yeah, I'm not doing we're that. We're just together, damn it. Okay. I didn't know Ozarks was like that. It is. It's stressful. Oh, okay. It is stressful. Very, yeah. very well written because for that factor that there's never like a, there's never a dull episode. There's something happening all oh, the time. Yeah. Um, something. And there's just like so many different things happening. It's just, it's crazy. It was too. You know what? Gave me anxiety and I still haven't finished that shit. It's Uncut Gems. Oh, really? Have you guys watched it? Watch that? Like, like that same, like, sitting. I'm like, I I haven't been able to sit through the whole thing because it's so, there's so much dialogue and fast paced, and you know that everything is shady. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that they're talking Mm -hmm. and moving and everything. I've never, like, had so much anxiety watching an Adam Sandler film in my (laughs) life. Yeah, that's fucked up. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen at all. I still haven't finished that fucking movie. There's movie. There's like certain movies. If it's like too uncomfortable, I won't watch it. Like I, I hate the meet the parents. Those movies because it's so uncomfortable. Like, really? Yeah. yeah, I can't watch that shit. Drives me crazy. Un- Uncut gems. Do you like what you've seen of it so far? Yeah, I, I, I've dug what I've seen. I know a lot of people was like, I don't know why they were hyping this bullshit up, and I'm like, all right, you didn't like it, okay? That's like. <laughs> Yeah, but, I I really wanted to see it, and then I heard everybody else kind of going the other way on it, you know, afterwards, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm sure at some point I will. I just haven't gotten around to it. But yeah, yeah it's it's immediately the intensity is immediate. It's you don't you're not it's not drawn out like you feel it like from the jump. Oh, Adam damn. Sandler's character is already fucked up. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Is it a long movie? I have a problem with long. Um, no, I'll it's sleep. not as long as a fucking Irishman. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even entertain the idea of watching yeah. that because I'm like, nope, I'll be asleep in four minutes. Yeah. The, the second somebody gives me a, a time frame that's too long, I'm out. I, yeah. I, my wife and I wanted to watch Breaking Bad. I got, everyone said, watch Breaking Bad. We looked and it's like, I, I don't know, whatever it was, six, seven, eight seasons, like an hour, an episode, 15 episodes. A a se- we did the time. math on that. We're like, fuck that. I'm not even starting that investment at this point. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's a good show. But the thing, I'll just wait, listen to the reviews. When you guys were describing Ozark, 
that's essentially exactly how I felt about Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. And the thing with Breaking Bad is it went five seasons and they ended it like exactly when they should have ended it. They didn't drag it oh, on they too only, long. They did five seasons. I think it was yeah, only, only five. five seasons. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's not too and good. they finished it. And then uh, the spinoff Better Call Saul mm-hmm. with uh, Bob Odenkirk is fucking amazing. I, I heard I heard it's even almost better than Breaking Bad. Can we all just can we all agree that that was Timmy's uh, passive aggressive way of telling me there was not six, seven, eight seasons, yes. there was only five? Most certainly, he was like, actually, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I will defense. phrase this correction in the form of an opinion, Vince. But that it was five seasons, and they were really good. Just so you know, just so you know, Timmy. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Vince. You know what though? Like it does that. I get what Vince was saying because people have suggested shows to me, mm-hmm. and I'm it's like, you know, it, I'm like, dude, like, I don't have that time. Like, by the time that people was like, "Yo, man, you should be watching Game of Thrones," I'm like, but the whole episode is like a literal hour. Like, if you're on Netflix or HBO or Showtime, it's running for 58 minutes, mm-hmm. like an actual yeah. Hour hour it's yeah, not, not even not tv hour versus 45 yeah, minutes right. yo fam i don't have I that investment or time and i really if i if i wouldn't have jumped into game of thrones like when game of thrones was still going on so i could catch up before like the next season i there is no way that i would be like oh yeah i'm gonna sit those seasons right now yeah. you have to catch yeah. a show like when it's in like the middle of it well and I especially like- game of thrones with how notoriously bad the ending was perceived like i don't see why anyone who that's what i do was, with on, dexter. The, was on the fence before would now be like I you know still, what yeah let's go for it like no they're gonna still be like, dexter was trash not, i still have four. not finished yep. it 100%. i watched dexter to season four and that's it i'm done after that i have never seen how it ended i know how it ended people have told me and i'm not interested i love that show a lot so i'm not gonna yeah read the book the books. Yeah. The books are. All right, let's uh roll this die again. Your segment. That's the ride or die segment. All right, I love this segment. Uh, this is Vince. This is ride or die. And basically, with this segment, uh, it's about something that either a person that is near and dear and always holds you down, always looks out for you, or it could be like a certain item, a leather jacket, a pair of shoes, boots, a book, something that you just held on to forever not gonna let go got it okay so if i have to if i have to give a person i'm saying i'm saying jimmy flanagan jimmy is my uh jimmy is my ride or die somebody i'll hang on to forever and ever and uh i more or less just say that because he'll hate hearing his name and now he actually has to listen to my podcast (laughs) because he knows he's mentioned so that's the reason i stick that in there um i love that uh and uh, an object um a thing. So my, uh, I grew up living with my, uh, with my grandparents and, uh, my, my grandparents and my parents used to always go out to, to Vegas together. It's just tradition that you, they went every year. And, uh, my grandpa, whenever he would get a blackjack and he got a, he got a half dollar, um, when he, when he got a blackjack playing blackjack, he would, uh, he would keep the half dollar and he started collecting those over the years. And so when I turned 21 and I started going to Vegas with my parents, I started the, the same method of collecting those as well. And when he passed away, he passed his collection on to me and I had built that over the years. And so I've probably got something like six or $700 in half dollars from all yeah. the years we've done it. And I uh, just, one of those, if I ever found myself needing $700 for something, I'd figure out a different way 
to go get it because uh, that means more to me than the the dollar value of it. You know, that that's dope. Is the sweetest shit I've ever. Yo, you know what, Vince? Uh, my grandmother gave me a coin purse with half dollars in it, and it, like one a handkerchief that she had sewn. I still have that bitch. I refuse to use any of those coins. Like my, she gave some to my brother. He used them. Like he actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Tim, I don't know if you remember this, but after our grandparents passed away, they found like a coin collection of my grandfather and my, uh, my mom and my uncles decided collective that they were going to cash it. In. <laughs> so we got cash. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have a choice. Yeah, she just gave it to me. She gave my uh, me uh, my grandfather's when he passed uh, his watch, like I his gold that. watch, and I was like, oh, I gotta hold on to this. So I totally feel you on that, like yeah. just holding on to to that and kind of keeping on a tradition and stuff. That's really cool. The tradition there's a lot of memories, you know, baked within it, and uh, you know, and it was it wasn't just like. Uh, it had a specific purpose. He was right. out there, like they like to they like to gamble. He got the blackjack and just kind of and it, it it skipped my my dad. My dad didn't do it. He never took part in it. So I, there's like a generation of it missing in there. But uh, yeah, it was just something that you know. And I probably wouldn't have thought twice about it. But when he passed it on to me, when he passed, it was just you know something something to keep now. All right. So you brought up Jim Flanagan. Who's the better gambler, you or him? Uh, well, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Jim. I'm actually a recovering gambler now. I haven't uh, I haven't gambled in a year. I went to went to counseling, and uh, I had oh, some. Uh, up, you, have, you have some other segments coming up. Where we'll probably be able to dive into that a little bit. But uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, Jim. Jim, based on the fact that he didn't have to stop gambling. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's fair, fair, man. Fair. That's, a, that's a good. What was your game? Like, what did you? Or was it like you were one of those? Like, I'm playing it all. Like, yeah. I, I enjoy, I mean, I enjoyed it all. Like any form of, of any type of gambling I liked. If, if I had to pick my game, it was uh blackjack was my game. So learned, uh, learned, learned how to count cards, oh, learn the, learn the whole deal of it and just played Damn. it. We're going to start like a new ocean with, uh, <laughs> like, like it's us trying to get Vince back in the game. Like, <laughs> 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 gonna be me jim flanagan brian christopher (laughs) you know how i feel like and he's just our teacher it's just one last time time, (laughs) vince if we do this job we don't have to pull another job ever again ever again man come on you'll be set oh man that's fucked up but true yeah that would be a good movie no but that's that's um congratulations on that vince man that's congrats on that for real uh, for uh, for my one year of uh, sobriety, my um, my uh, therapist uh, gave me a uh, a gold coin, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as my sobriety coin. And uh, I don't know if you can make that correlation, but I can't think of anything more fucked up to give a recovering gambler. <laughs> that is fucked up. And letting him win a coin at a year happy, mark. Like, what are, what are happy you Happy one year of being sober from alcohol. Here's an empty alcohol bottle. Yeah. I just carry <laughs> around as a constant. Just as make wise choices on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That kind of willpower. <laughs> little thirsty came in yes he dropped in at the right, right time. time way yeah. to go speak of the devil and he the shall devil. shall appear uh let's address that i think we've hit two words at this uh, point it it was one i just i had to reiterate. remind yeah. us um kb no is it me definitely yes. you <laughs> yeah it was amy i'm sorry 
was the word. <laughs> it was shit. And... <laughs> And shit. I know nobody. Well, Tim did pick a word. Tim did pick a word, but Tim was gonna. Tim's gonna I'm, be nice to me. Yes, I. I don't. Let's go. Did I not be drinking this? Is there like mold in it or something? No, there's just like some of it gone. Did, oh. did somebody make her drink and it was like, oh, she ain't gonna notice that half the shot is gone. <laughs> yeah, Literally, go y'all, half the shot. <laughs> <laughs> this seal, I like now that I think about it, it just like came off. So yes. I'm gonna go ahead, skip that. Way to go! And what, Amy? What are you drinking? I'm gonna take this little shot. It looks large to me. Of my lord, <laughs> yes, my lord. Little thirsty in the chat. No, no. Ew, not my lord. <laughs> Do it. Talk about something. All right, all right. <laughs> we was waiting on you. All right. But now, oh, you know what? We can while you're doing a shot. Uh, I can go ahead and roll the roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so, the listeners are waiting Six. for the aftermath of your shot of Malort. Oh, okay. This is the cool one. Uh, this is a new, um, this is who you with. Oh, I'm so All excited. Right. So, oh, shit. So, so you have your, yeah, Tim. So, Vince, for this one, uh, you're going to choose a house that a you're quarantine go- house. A quarantine house that you are going to uh, kick it with. Uh, and so you get a choice, and we, Timmy, Amy, and myself have all created three different houses. We based it, since you're a comedian, on comedian. Yep. Yeah, that was our theme this week. That was our theme. So we're going to give you a house. Uh, the house has three people in it. In this case, three comedians in it. You're going to pick which house you would like to quarantine. Okay? Okay. So uh, my house, uh, you would be quarantining with Larry David, Maria Bamford, and Richard Pryor. That's, that's my good, house. That's a good house. It is a yeah, good, house. good house. You want to go next, KB? Or you yeah. Wanna... Uh, my house is... Shit, who did I put in there? Because uh, I don't want to close I, the chat. I have yours right now if you want them. Uh, okay. I put uh, Rodney Dangerfield, Dave Chappelle, and Carol Burnett in my house. Nice. Right. And then my house is George Carlin, Bill Hicks, and Joan Rivers. Who you with? Man. These are All some right. pretty dope houses. I know. Not going to lie. All right. So Amy's is one. KB's two. Timmy's three. Uh, any guesses as to which one I'd pick before I reveal? Let me let me look at this list. Let me look. Do you guys have predictions? Yeah. I, kind of, I don't. Man, Timmy's got a good house. I'm going to be selfish and say me. Yeah. It might, it might be Timmy's house. KB, what do you think? I mean, my house is pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> All of them are pretty dope. All of the houses are pretty dope. Like, this is a hard choice. Most of our chat, Especially is, being in, a most of our chat is in KB's house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm going to say Timmy's house. Nice. Going yeah. house number three. Nice. nice. So, you got I'm, Joan uh, Rivers, George Carlin, Bill Hicks. Who sold yeah, it uh, for you? George, uh, George Carlin. George Carlin, sold me yep. It. Okay, well, this... Is where we go into the next part of it's this game. It's a twist. What a twist. Uh, now you got to fuck, Mary, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, I wish I had picked a different house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yep, yep. That's why we wait. Yep. That's why we wait. See, what's going to happen is comedians are going to listen before they come on, and they're going to come on and know this now, and they're going to be like, who would I fuck Mary Kill? Yeah, oh, man. What's a, what a different world. Okay. Um, <laughs> Well, let's knock let's knock fuck out of the way right away. Let's get that one done. That's uh, we're going uh, we're going Joan Rivers. Okay. Um, that makes sense too. Yeah, just uh, just for a few different reasons, yeah. right? <laughs> right? Really, right. really one. Yeah. <laughs> not, let's not try and spin that another way. That just no, this is one main reason. Yeah, got it. I did one less question I have to answer after this podcast <laughs> if I pick her. So, um, Mary, I'm a. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go George Carlin. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I uh, know knowing that uh, knowing I'd never win an argument and I'd always be wrong because he's like one of the smartest people out there. Right. Uh, and and kill would be Bill Hicks for se- for several reasons. Like one, I I he's ugly. I would never fuck him. Uh, <laughs> um, and again, he fights unfair, so I would never marry him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was a chain and, smoker and, too. You'd yeah. have to deal and with he has, stand. He had terminal illness, right? So I think I said more doing him a favor at that point than, you know what I mean? It's yeah. less heartbreaking for me later than to marry him, get attached, and then he dies of an <laughs> illness. True. So that's oh, we my get, logic. We got some chat. people in the chat who said, uh, kill Carol, fuck Rodney, and marry Dave. We see you, TX. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking Rodney. Rodney was probably a freak. Well, you Probably. don't. You don't want to marry Rodney because then he'll just write a bunch of jokes about you afterwards. Yeah, he'll just talk shit about you on stage. Out of, out of, okay, let me go with Tim's house since it's Vince's pick. Uh, uh, Timmy's house. Fuck, Mary kill. Um, yeah, I probably have the exact same answer yeah. as Vince. He made some compelling arguments here. <laughs> yeah, I would um, see, I, I think George Carlin would be into some kinky shit, so I would <laughs> fuck George. I would fuck George. <laughs> Cause then we gonna smoke squares afterwards and have a good conversation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, You're right. you know what I'm saying. And then I'm I'm killing Bill Hicks. I'm I'm yeah, with it. I'm, I'm with it too. And I'm marrying Joan because she was a hustler. Like yeah. we ain't never going broke. That's true. We always like <laughs> like straight up like, hey, hey, she was a hustler and funny as shit. So we got fuck Dave, marry Rodney, kill Carol. Dave got that smoke. That's. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. Yep, yep. Uh, in Kim's house, let's. Oh, I've never called you that. In KB's house, um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably going to marry Dave Chappelle. Fuck Rodney, I'll kill Carol. I think that's my. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I would. I would go with killing uh, Rodney. Me yeah. too. Yeah, I, too, I, I would, I, and I would, I would, um, I would fuck Carol, mm-hmm. and then I would marry, I would marry Dave. Yeah, you gotta marry Dave. I- that's, yeah, that's that's my order. Whenever whenever I think fuck Mary kills, whenever I think Mary, I'm like, well, for the financial security, probably <laughs> right, right. Like, every time, yeah. every time. Right. Okay, so my house: Larry David, Maria Bamford, Richard Pryor. I'm fucking Richard Pryor. Okay. I am like that's gonna be a wild ass. Oh, who are you gonna yeah. kill? I think I might kill Maria Bamford for financial security. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Larry David. What? 
<laughs> I'm mad I gotta kill Maria Banford though. I, I love Maria Banford. Tim's fucking Maria. No, Tim's gonna marry Ber- Maria Bamford. Uh, He's gonna fuck Richard P- Pryor. He's gonna kill Larry David. <laughs> I I feel like I would fuck Marie Bamford. Kill Richard Pryor. No, I. I... Fuck. <laughs> you can't try and bait him into saying that. Do that. <laughs> I don't like this. Let's play a new game. Uh... <laughs> Just say it, Timmy. <laughs> Never. Use a condom. Richard has the dope dick. <laughs> <laughs> he do. Hey, fam, Pam Greer. Oh, Pam Greer talked about like when he would nut in her mouth after she was sucking his dick, like when she was giving him head, that her mouth would go numb from the oh, coke. So much yes. <laughs> oh my god, Yikes. that's hilarious. I love that. She said her mouth would go numb from coke in his cum. Well, that dude. would be helpful if your mouth went numb before the. <laughs> If, she, if he could go again, I'd be like, thank you so much. That was very thoughtful of you. Just like Novocaine. Like, let me go, let me go to the, the dentist's fucking, office after this. You don't got to get that throat spray. Numbs the back of your throat. Oh. It's a win-win for all parties. I, feel like. <laughs> I mean, Coke dick, doesn't it? Wait. it get, Like, yeah. So here's the thing about Coke dick, from what I heard. <laughs> Wait, is little thirsty still in the chat? Is <laughs> I think little thirsty's got some yeah, input on Thursday, this. Could you... From what I heard about dope dick, is that like it can work in your favor and it can backfire. Right? You know how you get whiskey dick? You can get coke dick where it's like you can't get it up. Oh, okay, I thought you could get it up, but you couldn't nut. No, yeah, that's, that's, ex- that's what I always heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. I, I've heard right. that, but it can work. It, it can work against some dude. Some fellows that can't. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard was, that. I, I've heard. Like I've that. heard a comedian once say, uh, "Are you sure you don't want to fuck now? <laughs> because I'm about to do coke, and once I do coke, that's not an option anymore." <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. So, little thirsty says. So he hears. Uh, uppers. <laughs> uppers usually make you not able to nut. Adderall has given one of his friends. <laughs> that issue. That issue. <laughs> Come on, dude. Give me some help. Me help you, little but, thirsty. Wait, wait, no. But he was low key bragging on his dick. He's like, if I take this upper, I ain't gonna never know it. But I'm gonna be hard as fuck. And as far as you're concerned, that ain't a problem. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh, you guys man. oh man it's like a viagra jr oh shit that got oh. me good all right <laughs> that's my favorite segment oh it's so good sorry vince we just went wild and out like throughout that we, we you talked me into fucking richard Pryor, then you talked me right back <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, you got Coke flavored cum sounds all right. Maybe, maybe I should go that route. And then you're like, yeah, but he'll never come. I'm like, well, I don't want to just suck it. So. It's so discouraging. So I'd, I'd marry him. That's it. It is so discouraging Yo, to Richard suck a Pratt dick that never, never finishes. Comes. Oh my god! Oh. You're like, what? What's wrong with this? <laughs> hey, hey, women be playing that game too. It's like, hey, hey. 
I feel you quivering. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Says, yo, yo facts. facts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, playing games. Like. You got that Coke pussy or what? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> How do we come back for that? Oh, that's a fun one. <laughs> All right. Now, we know you're, you're, you're a working comedian. Uh, but um, we've been asking everybody, uh, what are some of your broke hacks? Like, what do you do to save money, cut down costs, little hacks that you've used now in the past to uh, make ends meet or find a way to fix something uh, without using a lot of money? Yeah, it's, uh, hmm. it's a tough one for me to answer because I'm a convenience whore. So I, I spend uh, vigorously. So I... I uh, you know, it does. It doesn't mean I I have a lot of money, but I spend. You know, I spend out of my means for convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, say so the closest thing I probably have to like a a hack would be uh, lame, but it's uh, on the road as a comedian. Uh, food, like whatever you can do to not have to pay for food. So whether it's uh, you know, whether it's the club providing a meal or whether you go down for the the continental breakfast. You know, at the hotel in the morning, make sure you get up for that and then stockpile it so you can have extra <laughs> stuff for lunch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, stuff like But it's still, again, even that is just more convenience for me than dollars. It's not really about buying. It's that I don't want to have to leave the hotel to go buy food. So I'll just stockpile of shit. So I got very lame answers here. But that's uh, OK. That's still going to save. Yeah. Our broke ass comedian friends and family of friends, you know, money. Yeah. You know? And and. You know what about that continental breakfast? The that thing- hotel we stay at after the Burbies has the most trash ass fucking breakfast I've ever seen in my life. Hey, fam, don't even get me started. I was about to say, hey, comedians, if you're on the road and staying at a hotel with a continental, you got to get a little creative with your culinary skills right. with a microwave, yep. some hot water, yep. <laughs> some ketchup, salt, pepper, like ramen you, noodles. Yeah, you got to figure it out because. Them continental breakfasts be like, first off, the smart businessman wake up early and eat it all before you even get down the there. Fucking bum ass comedians get down there yeah. 20 minutes before I close. Like, I don't know where the food yeah. is at. Yeah. yeah. I'm still in my Burby's dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I was. It's- it's the creativity for sure. It's like taking like like making two waffles and like filling them with cereal and having like yes. a cereal waffle sandwich and just delicious. W- the weird shit that that you can make. Uh, stockpiling yogurt for for later in the day right. when you don't even have a fridge in your room. You know just what? Like putting it in cold water, letting it sit. Yeah. Ugh. You know what be pissing me off is when uh, the hotel when uh, like when you try to be healthy and then like they fruit be trash, like. That'd be pissing me off. Should have fruit down. Yeah, like it's fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Is it good? Is it not? It's like, fruit. man, I'm like, dude, these fucking- brown ass banana that's ready for fucking <laughs> banana bread. No, I don't want that banana. 
I'm like this shriveled up fucking orange. What the fuck? It's orange that looks like your fingers after you got out of the pool. Yeah, what the fuck are y'all doing? They're like, it's a clementine. You're like, no, it's not. It's a shriveled orange. Lying ass. Lying asses. But yeah, you do got to get creative with it. What's your most creative besides the the, uh, waffle sandwich? That's an interesting (laughs) one. What cereal are you putting on that waffle sandwich, Vince? Ah, cornflakes, apple jacks, whatever, whatever box of shit or like little dispensary that they have there. Those you know, it's dispensers. It, it didn't it didn't start out as like, hey, this is something I should go make. It was more just like you would get like a bowl or a plate and just start loading shit up on it and go back to your room, you know, and then there'd be like a, you know, you just have this concoction sitting there. So you just start throwing it all together. Uh, it's not like I'm craving like waffle cereal. <laughs> so I, I don't even they call them waffles. I don't even know like you know how you dispense like a waffle batter out. Like that's not you know what I mean? Like that that's one step above Richard Pryor's Coke comment. If I can bring that back to the circle. Oh shit. That's great. See, see, y'all be learning shit on the happy corner. Y'all didn't know about Coke Dick before like now that. You know. Now you know. Now, and we have wonderful viewers. Experts. Yeah, experts in their fields <laughs> to come in and fucking. Literally oh, yeah. and figuratively. We got a broke hack in the chat, the Ibotta app. Uh, so what is that exactly? That's I feel like we have a sponsorship. Uh, it's like you get discounts on shit around you or what? What is the ibotta app yeah i use there's a couple apps i use i use uh sweatcoin which is uh like they pay you to walk which is that cool. work yeah and i use uh i think it's gas buddy the only problem with gas buddy is i think it's mostly bps it is it is it's not really your buddy it's like yeah it's like <laughs> don't contribute to this yeah <laughs> but uh and then there's there's some other shit that they like. There's one to uh, that pays you to drive and not text while you drive. Word, yeah, it just like runs in the background and it just adds up. I mean, I don't think you can like. I think you have to rack up a shit ton of money to like cash out, but you can use it towards like gift cards and memberships to different shit. Hey, sometimes some of those apps, I'd be like, you want me to do too much. Like, that's how lazy I am. I'm like, wait a minute. I got to keep this running. Do this. Log in. Do this. I got enough passwords already. Got me. It's like, fuck, dude. Like, yeah, that's how that's how I am with half of that shit. Okay, it's it's an app where you upload your receipts. You get a cash back. I'm talking no sponsorship, I swear. (laughs) Uh, I I had a buddy back. Oh, not back in the days. Not too long ago, but he used to use the swag bucks app where you do surveys and and do all this other shit. And he saved up enough of those like swag bucks. He had his PlayStation 3 like that. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a lot of swag bucks. Yeah. So he did that. And then he did another thing where he used to uh, enter sweepstakes all the time. And he got me into doing that. And the first thing, it's like, you want a pair of concert tickets in Texas. And I'm like, oh. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what is another broke hack that uh, my homegirl uh, Sharice hit me to. We just, uh, and it was, uh, it's like, uh, you know, when they have lawsuits or whatever, like those. Yes. And then you can those class action lawsuits. You just put your name you, in you that. You put shit? your name in that shit. 
Yo, I know dude, I sidelined and said I drank the shit out of those uh, naked juices. There was a lawsuit on that. I'm yeah. like, I ain't never had one of those, but I'll put my name on it. I got and like six bucks. But yo, whatever. yo, my mom got bag for one of like they all little, but you'll get a few big ones. She got one for 400 bucks and Holy she got shit. one for 76. Holy shit. 76. I was like, damn, like, yeah, you got to look up those. Lawsuits. Yeah, that's another one. If you know what I'm saying? Trying to get in on that. I don't know if mesothelioma. I don't know if you got to have proof for that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw one for the Boy Scouts. in the walls of my old home. What does that get me? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I do have one actually that I that I do. Um, if I for this for comedians, if anybody out there already pays for for Zoom, um, Zoom allows you to record to the uh, to the Zoom cloud. Um, and if you record to the cloud, there's an option in the recording where it'll do a transcript <gasps> of your uh, of your audio. Oh shit! And they they have a transcription service. So what I'll do is I'll go take a recording of my show. I'll go on Zoom with just myself, play the recording as an, as like a shared recording of my of my show, and I let Zoom automatically translate my material, so I don't have to write shit down. It writes yes. out my act for me. What? That's Holy ill right shit. there, Vince. That's fucking cool. Thank you for that one. Oh that one. God. You got it. That one is good. But again, that's lazy. That wasn't a money thing for me. That no, was just that's pure laziness. No, but that, that's efficiency too. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes lazy people figure out really efficient shit. Like if you yep. had to do shit, you're like, what is a faster, better way to do this? Right. Ask the laziest guy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's right. real talk. Real talk. That's true. That one. Shout yes. out to Kara for that uh that app. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. Um, we just landed on uh a new segment too that was made specifically for you know the world on fire and us being on quarantine for so long. Um the segment is called The First Place I'm Going. So it's the first place like where you're craving, where like where you want to go. Pretend the world is open and everything's okay. And Where some do people are already go? doing it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, if if things go back to normal, like I, I put the thought I'm putting into this one is more uh, realistic, mm-hmm. too. You know, I'd love to say like Hawaii, but I've never been there. So it's not like it's not like coronavirus is keeping me from going. Right. You know, um, in its simplistic form, uh, the gym, being able to go back to the to the gym each day, the health center, uh, just ha- being able to to get back to that on a regular basis. Like I, yeah. I mean, co- this is, this is beyond comedy clubs too, right? A comedy club would be the first place I can't wait to get back to, but I assume right. for all of us comedians, like that's just on the list. But right. the, the big disruption in, in this, the last three months has been not being able to, to get back to the gym. And there's a place that used to do, uh, do wonders for, for my, for my mental condition as well as my physical. So, yeah. And that's super, and, and it's part of like routine. Losing your routine, that was like one of the toughest things. Yeah. Yeah. That fucked me up. Yeah. And like, uh, have you been able to do any at home workouts or anything yeah, like uh, that? A little bit. I just, my motivation isn't the, isn't the same. It's, the, you know, yeah, I, there's a ton of stuff I could do at home, but being able to get up, get out, and go to a place, like, I, I, uh, 
that that's more me. Like I, I'm a, yeah. I'm an introvert in some ways, but in like that, in a motivational sense, I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Like I thrive around for comedy. I thrive around that environment. I do my best writing like at the shows because I'm in the energy. Yeah. I come home by myself. That's not my thing. I go to the gym. There's an energy there. I can mm-hmm. feel it around me. I, I, I don't know if it's competition, motivation, just like minds. I don't know what it is, but the surroundings of it provide that for me, which I, you're going in my garage and working out on my own. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. My couch is right there. Like, why would I be, why am I doing this shit? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that for a lot of people, like trying to, trying to find that out, like find that balance of like, how do I, cause it don't feel the same, like working from home. Like I had to find different places to work from home so that I didn't feel like I was. You get sick of that place yeah. really quick. Mine was my living room. And I'm like, yeah. I fucking hate my living room. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so yeah, like find we all need that escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like you know because people's like one of the things that I don't think a lot of people realize, especially like some bosses and stuff. Like for me, was like I'm not on call because I'm working from home now, so I'm not working later because I'm working from right. home. Right. Like this is and so like creating boundaries for yourself of like understanding like you're not. Home is like my peace. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're not going to invade on all of my peace. Yeah. Because of this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, pandemic that's going on. And we're in these extenuating circumstances, like creating like clear boundaries. Like, man, you know, that whole kids aspect is like really hard because it's like, oh, I had a boundary because I had to go to the gym or work or whatever. But now it's like, no, just. It's y'all all the time. Yeah. Every day. Every yeah, it, hour. Like, it's, like, been, it's been interesting in that in trying to teach the kids the boundaries, though, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I'm doing a comedy shows from home on Zoom and stuff. And like, you know, like trying to like talk to my son. He's at, you know, he's five and a half. He's at an age where he's cognizant of me leaving and hates when I leave for comedy and stuff. And it's like one of those. Hey, do you like that? I've been home a lot lately. You know, and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, okay, but here's like, here's the trade off. Like for me being home when I'm doing this, you have to stay over here and do that. Otherwise, like, you know, otherwise that gets taken away and I got to go back out on the road, you know, and yeah. yes, I'm lying, I'm lying to him because I can't go on the road, but yeah. you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know that, but trying to, trying to create those boundaries, even, even with them has mm-hmm. been uh, a little challenging and, but, but good, but, but also, you know, my gym had a, had a nice like daycare option mm-hmm. where you can drop the kids off yeah, for a couple hours nice. and. And and they loved it. And so like that was even more motivation to keep me going. They'd be asking to go to the gym each day. And it yeah. was just like just disrupted the whole thing. So for me, that's just a, a good spot to be able to get back to. Yeah. Working from home, I'll tell you, Friday does not hit the same. It really don't. Because like that Friday mood when you get off work and you're driving home, you're like, yeah. Yeah, the weekend and drive. And you still in your PJs now. You still right. in your pajama pants. Like, like, I guess it's fucking fr- the weekend now, and I'm gonna sit here. You already cracked open a drink at noon anyway. Oh, I like, did. like, I sure like did. it's not like even <laughs> like you're waiting for the drink after work now. It's no. just like uh, mm-hmm. I, already, I was nope. drinking on a call. Like it's, it's over. Oh, is that the is that a reminder, or is yeah. that another <laughs> word? It was. It was actually a reminder, and the person said the word. Okay, right. so it must be me. It wasn't me. Vince. Yep. What What did did I say? say? The word was road. Oh, yeah. That was my word. 
Nice. KB will take a little sippy sip for you. We and you. We didn't even tell you. <laughs> oh, you should have told me. You should. I would. I would. Have, I would have welcomed the excuse to be hammered walking back out. <laughs> I did a podcast. What do you want from me? I said road. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know how it goes, man. You say road. Say you road, get drunk. You yeah. had a fucking drink when. You- that's a good. That's a good word. Yeah. Good job, KB. Thank you. Thank you. That. That <laughs> did that roll a different number. Seriously, you would suck at D and D. What the fuck? <laughs> you ain't got a lie to kick it. Yeah. All this right. This is a fun one. This is a fun one. Uh, and then after we go into this one, I think we can go in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, for uh, you ain't got a lie to kick it. Uh, is basically what is the biggest lie you've ever told or uh, the biggest lie someone has ever told to you? Got it. Um, <laughs> so I don't, I tried to, I'm trying to focus on the biggest lie I've told. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gambling addict. So which means that I've lied a ton in my life. Um, and I'm trying, I'm trying to think of anything bigger than, than, I don't know that it was like one specific instance. Uh, I have to, yeah. So I think like I had a period of time years back where where I lost fifteen thousand dollars, and and then I won eighteen thousand dollars back to back, and it stretched over a six month period of time uh, between all this happening. So first I lost fifteen, came back and won eighteen over the six months, and. I was gambling every single day, but inherently in that I had to, I do have so many lies happening to the relationship I was in, to my family, to the job I was working at at the time, to friends, everybody. I looked in the face, everything from what did you do last night to, Hey, is there something wrong to, Hey, why are you moody to, Hey, you seem like you're in a good mood. Anything in there, there was just a constant lie. So I can dive deeper into those, those two pieces in a minute but that's that's the lie that six month period of time was the biggest like withholding i've ever had in my life bro 50 you lost 15 racks yeah racks is dollars right (laughs) 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 i I didn't have my decoder book but i think that's if i'm picking up what you're putting down i believe racks is dollars yes i lost 15 racks so you lost fifteen. Rax is like a G. So like, yeah. <laughs> so you lost fifteen dollars. So you lost fifteen, bro. Dear, was it all the same? Was it all blackjack or? Um, no. Or was no, it a it was, mix uh, of shit? Should I should I explain a little bit? Yeah, I yeah. I'm I'm intrigued by this. So uh, I would you know to at the point of gambling I was at to win or lose a thousand two thousand bucks was just kind of normal. That had been less the space uh, I was playing in, sorry, racks to lose, to lose <laughs> one or two racks was, uh, was the space I was playing in at that time. And, um, I'd gotten into online gambling. So playing blackjack online. And, um, so I, I'd, I'd won $6,000 and in, inherently there's a, there's a bookie behind the scenes running all this. And so I don't, I don't know the guy, but I know the guy's guy's guy, you know, he's got the runner's taking the money and paying you out or collecting money. And so 
what would happen was at the beginning of each week, you would start out with, uh, with two racks of credit, uh, you know, online and anything above or below those two racks is what you would either get paid or, owe. so if I wound up with $2,300 in my account at the end of the week, I would get paid $300. Okay. Yeah. If I law, if I wound up with $1,700, I'd, I'd owe 300. So it was just plus or minus that, that two grand starting mark. And that was a way uh, just to track it all. So it can be play money online, which kept it legal in that sense mm-hmm. until you had to go get paid or pay. And, um, but what this would do is it would give you a $2,000 line of credit, which online you're not accountable to anybody else, but you and the computer. So you can blow through that money fast. And so uh, I lost, I lost the $2,000 and then I had to go pay, I had to go pay the guy. And I wanted to get my 2000 back. So I went to the casino to try and get it back because uh, I had till the end of the week before I had to pay him. So I owed him to the very first day of the, of the start of the week. I knew I had to pay him two grand at the end of the week. I went to the casino and I probably blew like $2,500 at the casino and just lost it. So now I still owe him the two grand and I've, I'm already out 2500 as well. So by the end of this first week, I'm going to be in for almost five grand. And, uh, so I, uh, I take, I take it a credit card loan to pay out the two grand. I pay the 2,500 of my bank account to got a credit card advance to pay him the two grand. Well, then the next week comes, I get replenished with another, you know, two racks and, uh, and I blow that again. And so I have to pay yeah. him two grand again. So another credit card cash advance. So I go through, I go through this cycle over and over until I get to Fifteen thousand five hundred dollars in losses. Okay, and so I've I've flushed the bank account and I've I've racked up two credit cards. Uh, racked up being my terminology. I racked them up. Yeah, uh, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two credit cards now, um, probably to the tune of uh, probably eight eight or nine racks on the credit cards after I wiped Ooh. out the you know the six racks I had in cash. Love and uh, keep saying racks. I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to burn it in my head <laughs> so it becomes yeah, yeah, part yeah. of my uh, daily vernacular yeah. lexicon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's right in the right in the Vince lexicon going forward. I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, you know, I'm gonna go outside after this. My wife's gonna be like, "What the fuck's a rack? What are you talking about?" <laughs> I mean, hey, that's a nice set of dollars you got there, Tip. And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Never mind. You don't understand the translation." Um, but uh, nice, nice set of G's. You know? uh, I'm getting it. Um, wish I can go back and correct that, but I got it right. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, it's been like three months now. I lose, I lose all this money and, uh, and I end up borrowing, um, $8,000 from my parents. Uh, I tell them what happened. Uh, they lend me eight or nine grand or whatever it was. And, uh, I pay off their credit cards and it was like, Hey, this is going to take me a long time to pay you back. And they were like, you know, it is what it is. We all make stupid mistakes, you know, and I got the lecture, but they helped me out. And, um, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't sit with it in my head. I couldn't sit with having to own that money over a long period of time. So like a more, and I went right back to, right back to the online world, went right back to gambling and I won 500 bucks. And it was the first time that I'd ever been positive in money in three months. And that was one day, the one day I won 500, I still have six more days before I can cash out. So I've got to make it another six days without blowing it. Well, the next day I win a thousand dollars. So I'm up 1500 now for this week. Mm-hmm. And the way it was, the way it worked is once you reached a thousand dollar win in a day, the system would shut down on you. 
it let you lose as much as you could. But once you won a thousand dollars to protect the bookie, it shut it off on you. Because the house and once wins. I, go ahead. Because the house wins. Because the house wins. So once I realized that, I knew that was my threshold each day. I just had to buffer to win a thousand dollars. And I'm sorry, it was it was two week pay cycles, not a week. It was every two weeks you'd get paid or pay. Um, so I knew that I had 14 days between the next cycle, and I knew like if I can win a thousand bucks a day, I can get there. And well. I would start early in the morning. And since I actually was up money, I just started like really grinding it out and not playing stupid. I just started, I had a shift in my mentality since I was up a little bit of money. And I won a thousand dollars a day for the next 14 days of this thing. But what I, what I also figured out is the trigger only happened once you went over a thousand dollars. So, which meant like if I had like $950 up for the day. If I made a $300 bet, I could actually win $1,250 for the day. And so I started like strategically planning that final bet to throw me over to take advantage of the system. And when uh, when all the smoke cleared, I won $18,000 that this guy had to pay me. And so I had the money for my parents back, the money that I blew back. I had the cash, the credit cards. I had the whole thing. But now I had to go get paid. And so this guy, uh, this guy starts accusing me of cheating. Mm. The, uh, the bookie starts accusing me of cheating. And he says that the system, because by this point, I was betting $500 a hand in blackjack. And the, he says that the system should have stopped it at 200 It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have let me bet more than 200 per hand. It's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, but you have no recourse here. I have to play ball with this guy and be, you know, uh, you know, be, uh, uh, polite through this scenario mm-hmm. because I can't exactly go to the cops and be like, my bookie right. won't pay me the money I right. illegally won. Right. You know, I really can't do that. So, uh, so he was like, well, I'll pay you. I'll go back. I'll pull a report of all your bets and I'll just pay you a maximum of 200 instead of 500 for all those bets. So I was still going to get some money. And I was like, well, you need to go back then and give me back the difference of everything I paid you where I bet more than 200 hand. Cause I was still betting 500 hand, even when I was losing money, right. I was like, so you need to go back and do it. And so he ended up kind of going through the whole system, found out there was something fucked up in the system. And I just had a, re- I just had a real talk with him at one point, like, Hey, listen, we both know what, what we're doing here is not illegal. And it would be a shame that if this whole operation like ended up getting blown up just because of me, Seeing as how I paid you fifteen grand, you should have fi- you should have the money you to be able to pay the back. Money, right? What the fuck is you talking about? What's that? No, like I was just saying, like he got the money. What the fuck is right. he talking about? Right. Like pay out, bro. Like right, and, and I'm not and I'm not the only client, right? right? And I exactly. know I know that. So it's like you know what I don't I don't mind actually going to the cops and taking my beating on this because I know I I know how this works. They'll sacrifice me to get to you, who's got a lot mm-hmm. more at yeah. stake than I do on this one. So, um. I ended up, uh, he ended up saying, okay, come meet me at this place. And I remember kind of being scared of having to go meet him because I didn't, uh, you know, I used to meet one of his runners. I never had to meet the guy. Yeah. And, uh, and so I had to call up my dad and I had to tell my dad what happened. And I'd be like, dad, here's where I'm going. You know, I needed my dad to kind of drive somewhere close by and, uh, and wait. And I said, I'm going to leave the phone on speaker while this guy jumps in my car. So you can hear the conversation. We had to just kind of do it all. And the guy came in. And uh, it ended up not being a big deal in that regard. He paid me ten grand that day and said he had to collect from other people uh, to be able to pay me. And so I got ten grand back right there. 
and then he had to go. I got fragmented the other eight thousand dollars that uh, that he paid me. You know, two thousand here, or uh, you know, one of my friends owed him fifteen hundred, so he sent me to go collect from my friend. Oh, uh, it just it's, ended it's, up being just this a monstrous scheme. hassle. Like it's almost like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Like I gotta get this person to pay this, <laughs> right? Yeah, so I can pay you out like uh, yeah, like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, like borrow money. To no, pay. that's how they do it though. Like you need to collect from these guys to pay these guys, and so yeah. it's and that's why they had the limits supposedly put in place of what you could win or lose, but uh, they didn't have them set up uh, properly. So that whole thing was over a six month uh, a six month window. It ended up stretching out. So there was a couple other components that happened after that, but uh, to stop the story there, that's where. Uh, one of the biggest lies I've ever been involved in. Hey, Vince, that's the prequel to the movie where we get you back in the game. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I've been through, KB. (laughs) There's a couple people in the chat talking about uh, the money that they have lost. Yeah. I'm with uh, T. Hicks here. I am also the worst person to gamble with. Uh, He says he, she, she. Because uh, if I win, I'm leaving. One time I walked into the casino and played three quarters in a machine and won 500 and left. I have done the exact same thing. <laughs> I took that shit right to the dispensary. I am dead serious. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm that game. I will play a stupid little slot. And mm. then because I, I am terrified of getting addicted to it because it's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's you're you're a good gambler. That's what you should do. Y- yeah. I. Uh, I, mine is, I love poker and blackjack. Those are the two. And I'm good. I'm good at, uh, poker. Yeah. I don't play it. Cause I'm good at, it. cause I would, I would be sitting at a table, like straight up losing bread that I do not have. Like Vince bread is money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, KB, I'll buy you some bread. Like, you know, like, play the game. If what you like, kind the game, do you, you know? like, yeah. I like wheat. <laughs> 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 oh man all right that's hilarious ready to give a rose kb yeah let's do it all right so uh this rose uh goes out to all the lgbtq plus community we are giving out a rose because it's pride, happy month, pride every- month happy pride Ooh. month everybody i uh, hope you are uh celebrating that as well hopefully uh, everybody enjoyed that and uh, as we move forward like with all these protests and everything and seeing where a lot of things have have shaken out uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, um, the Supreme Court ruling that hey you know yep you know you this can't is discriminate can't someone. discriminate you know uh, which was a, was a, a good hearing um, and so we just want to shout out to all of the you know uh, LGBTQ community that's out there really yeah. representing, keep fighting uh, for for justice and stuff like that. And and one of the things is I'm really uh, also going to shout out the uh, um, the POC and Black uh, LGBTQ community because there would be no Pride without them. Yeah, like Pride was started because of two Black trans women, uh, and so like. We just want to take a moment to to say that, and we're going to celebrate that. Uh, yes. There was one gentleman who is a a gay who who uh, released a tweet. That, did you guys see this? No. What he said? Uh, hey, blacks, uh, 
cares like kind of who cares about Juneteenth? Uh, pride, pride is J- June is for pride for the gays. <clears throat> and it was a gay, it was a gay white man that said that that oh, was gonna be my yikes. PSA. I don't uh, like that. Yeah, uh, and so because like, I I have absolutely to interrupt you for just one second. Yeah. I've absolutely loved the um, all the support the LGBTQ community has been giving Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. right now, and uh, that guy does not represent the LGBT community. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Cuz yeah. that's yeah, that's selfish fucked up. He's one of those I think they call them log cabin gays. Mm. Okay. They're Republican gays. Okay. Got it. Uh and so voting uh, against your own interests? I get it. <laughs> <laughs> totally fun. But we should not the ones that's doing really well and 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 uplifting and supporting and understanding the intersectionality of the queer community. Uh, and so this rose is for all of our queer community. Uh, I'm a part of the queer community. Yes, ma'am. Uh, and we have a lot of friends that are, and we just want to say we support everyone. Yeah, we love you and we support you. Happy Pride Month. Pride Month. Here's your rose. We got lots of happy prides. And uh, Nellie, thank you for the rose. Every every two weeks, he delivers that beautiful emotion. Type AOL Instant Messenger Rose in our chat. And I yeah, appreciate it. and we appreciate y'all celebrating and supporting the LGBTQ community and uh, the Black community, just people of color communities out yep. there. Seriously, like I was telling one of my friends, like uh, now I was talking to my bro about it, and he, I was just like, dude, y'all have had it long, long enough to be bigots and racist. It's over. Yeah, it's it's done. Be we're done. Do- with we're it. be done with it already. Like twenty twenty. Like you know, what I'm saying like let be over this shit like I, it like i was telling like i used to be a teacher right and a majority of the kids i taught were some of the most like like everybody's like oh this new generation they're brats they're da, 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 da. but one thing i will say is a lot of them think racism is lame as fuck like they Even, like despite if you, their parents beliefs yeah like yeah. if you think that making like we've done a really good job for the most part on like young kids and understanding bullying and not being a part of uh, the getting into the indoctrination of a, you know, that white supremacy bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of young kids, even if their parents have hangups, they're kind of like, that shit's so fucking lame. Like if you are a racist young person, like if you're under 40 and you're racist, we look at you as a lame, like yeah, you're yeah. lame. Like it's so antiquated to think like that. It's like, what are you doing with yeah. yourself? Like, yeah, your is, brain has no capacity to like evolve. Like, that's yeah. how I feel about you. Like, you, you, you can't get past to like, if you can, if you can go against what some of these kids' parents have been teaching them their whole lives and be like, wait, 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 this ain't, this yeah. ain't cool. And so this kind of goes into my PSA. I'm okay. just gonna hop it. Hey, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm so tired of people talking about how like. Oh, you're going to ruin uh, these young people's lives. Like all these young people that keep doing incredibly racist shit on TikTok and Snapchat and IG. First off, Snapchat, y'all need to be done done. Y'all need to be done. Because the racist pull shit y'all pulled on Juneteenth where black people, if they smiled, the chains around their neck snap. No. What? Yes. Oh, you guys didn't hear about this on it, Snapchat? It was, like it was a filter? Yes. Yeah, it was a filter. It was, it was up for a very short time because people were like, what the fuck is this? Oh, that's not cool, Snapchat. 
I yeah. did not know that. Yes, yeah. And so, like, all these young people doing stupid shit, and there's a lot of people that's like, wait a minute, but their future's not. Nah. You know what? Like I said, I taught young people. They know what is racist. They know what it is. They've been, they've been watching Sesame Street and yeah. all this other bullshit that's very inclusive, very progressive all their lives, and then they do some stupid shit. They know what is up. They know what is racist and what is not. Like, I had a student, a young black student, who came to me because a teacher threw a piece of paper at him and told him to fetch it. And, yeah, yes, yes. And then the the kid was like, uh, yo, uh, you treat me different than, he was the only black kid in his chem class. And uh, she, he was like, you treat me different than all the other kids. And she was like, this teacher turned to all the other kids was like, do I treat them different? And they were like, yeah, you do. Holy shit. Like, I was like, bitch, first off, you had the audacity. Kids is honest as fuck. So that was your first mistake. They gonna let you know. But secondly, the aspect of they, that tells me that they understand what is right and wrong by that. So if you are a young person doing some goofy ass shit, some racist ass shit, and they take away your scholarship, they take away your admin to a job or intern or to a college and university, guess what? You have a freedom of speech and you have the freedom Say whatever you want. And guess what? You also have, they also have the right to give you fucking consequences. Yep. And now you have to deal with it. That is the purpose of freedom of yep. speech. You're freedom not free of speech of is not freedom of consequence and for so, your dumbass action. And so, like, get with the program. Understand that. Leave people alone. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and support the cause of everybody getting to equality. Because real talk, if we can all get on board. And stop with the racial bullshit and racism and all these systems. Then we can really get to the fight that we need to be having, which is against rich, classist fucks who keep trying to hold down everybody. Yep. So that's my whole PSA, man. Stop with the bullshit. If some of y'all acting like, you know, like this is how I know racism is like people are really fed up with the bullshit. Because when you get to a point where you're lashing out so aggressively, that's when you know shit's changed. Because this is like your last stand of shit. Like, right. motherfuckers are holding on to the Confederate flag of all that. Like, fam, the let Confederate, let, let, let that shit go. <laughs> I've been loving all the memes where it's like the Confederacy was for five years and fucking, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, like, Outkast had, had made more albums and lasted longer than that. Uh, SpongeBob had 13 seasons. Yeah. Like, like, fam. Let that shit go. Like, y'all lost. Y'all, and man, there's just so much shit in the world. But for the young people, I'm not even talking to the old meatball biscuit motherfuckers that's just <laughs> old and stuck in their ways. Fuck them. They gonna be them. But y'all young people th- being racist, th- uh, let me clue y'all in. Uh, Based on the majority of people, that ain't it, fam. No. Nope. That ain't it, it. Let it go. Open your mind. Let people educate you. It's, it's a lot of people just not open to getting educated. It's they're stuck in their ways. They don't they don't want to listen to anything anybody else has to say. They're and, stuck and, in their ways. And let me say say Stop. this too: when people decide to change, because there are races, we all see the American reaction, <laughs> <laughs> and they decide to change. Allow them to change. Allow right. people to evolve and change. Because if we hold people like, oh well. We don't know if that's genuine or not. Well, you don't, but allow for that progress to happen because a lot of times 
what happens. Sometimes that we get to a point of we get really self-righteous and won't allow people to evolve and change. And we hold on to who they were 20 years ago yes. and, and hold it against and them. Hold it against them. And they not like that now. We and can't do that. We, we, we have like have to. They're doing exactly what we want, want them, them to, to do. do. So we have to leave like empathy, but keep that fire. Keep protesting on that good shit. Hey, some of y'all older white people. I've been seeing y'all getting your ass whooped online. I'm not the first for violence, but you know what? Some of y'all don't get it unless you get your ass whooped. So, so be it. Stop calling people, telling them to go back to Mexico or go back to Africa. No, stop saying the N word. You know what I'm saying? All that type of shit. Hey, you wouldn't be getting co-cocked at 7-Eleven if you shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, and keep it moving. Because I've seen a lot of older. This old white lady told this black girl, nigger, 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 and she got her ass whooped in, in the convenience store. Why did you think that was a good idea? Why? <laughs> because they hold it. It's the last, the last little bit. That's all well, they got. It, having, uh, having, having two little kids, uh, you realize just how much <laughs> racism is not inherent and it's deliberate. It's, it's taught. It's you're not you're not born with it, and just you know nothing's even more reminding of that than watching watching your two little kids just fully accepting of everybody and full of love and just human beings and not not even a question or a second thought or a second look on anything. And you see that, and you go, you know, for that for that purity and innocence alone, you strive you strive to be a better person and make changes in your own prejudices in your own mind or you know, any, any form of it at all that's in your own head, you're going enough of that shit. Cause that's, I don't want to even pa- pass an ounce of that onto them by accident after yeah. seeing how pure and innocent they are. Yeah. yeah. And, and like people, these like, you know, people that's out here wilding, I'm like, you sitting up here embarrassing your family, your friends, yeah. you losing your job. Was it worth it? No. Was it fucking worth it to carry that amount of hatred? And mm-hmm. bullshit over the color of somebody's skin. Yeah, over that, shit that like, nobody can control. control. That is the dumbest shit I've like. That that's why I know is 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 indoctrination, but it's also it's their last last grasp at something. Like their white skin is all they have. They ain't rich. They ain't smart. They don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of assets. They don't have a great job. They don't have a lot of them. And I'm not saying all of them because there's races that are wealthy. But a lot of them, they just hold on that because that's all they have. When I see like poor and working class whites who are racist, I'm like, damn, they really got y'all ass. (laughs) Like they got because you broke and you live right in the midst. You bumping other more than those wealthy people Mm -hmm. that want races like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you out there fighting for some shit that really is not even benefiting. You know, like, it's just so that's my PSA. All y'all young motherfuckers, y'all lames, if you are adhering to this racist bullshit and every consequence that you have talking about, oh, there goes my future, you the fuck right. Because if you were a black kid and you fuck up, you know what I'm saying? I know so many young black people that were charged as adults at 14, 15, 16 years old, and they lost their future at 15, 16 over mm-hmm. some bullshit. Over some bullshit. And now we're supposed to look at you 
young white kids to be like, oh, we're their kids. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck I them. I don't give a fuck. Chose to do that dumb shit. You thought it was, thought nobody was going to call you out on it. Well, here's the consequences. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Now you know. Because black and brown kids have been dealing with some heavy ass consequences their entire fucking life. And nobody has ever once said, hey, they're kids. Maybe we should. Let's not fuck up their future. Let's not fuck yeah. up their That's a problem. So that's my PSA. And that's all I got to say. About that. About that. Period. <laughs> Point blank. Come <laughs> on. That was a good. I haven't heard a. I knew it was going to be sauce. I knew it. No, because these are some of these kids got me fucked up. No, you I, know, agree. I agree. No, you're I not agree. just going. Like, like, how are you 13 doing blackface? <laughs> like how you like, like you didn't learn all this other history but you learned blackface like how the fuck did you Texas need to stop writing our text um, not only that um, some of those blackface uh, videos that I saw were from Woodridge Illinois uh, just to give you a heads up Paul yeah job, Woodridge uh, so yeah now we're going to go into our next segment, and this is, uh, this is our favorite segment because it's the happy corner. Right. Word. So, Vince, Vince we want to know. know. What makes you happy? What makes me happy? Yeah. Uh, well, my, uh, my family, for sure, you know, uh, that's, the, uh, that's become the, uh, the, the, safe, the safe, happy space for me, the, the retreat from from the other chaos in the world you know i've got a i've got a really amazing wife who uh who keeps me who keeps me grounded she doesn't put up with my shit um you know and uh yeah she stopped finding me funny a long time ago so i can't <laughs> even like charm my way out of shit um so she keeps me level set you know helps me realize you're not as funny as you think you are you know mm-hmm. um i've got a i've got a five and a half year old son who's just uh super cool and super smart but uh very smart mouth so he challenges my wit and keeps me uh you know keeps a keeps a good banter going i i look forward to uh as the years go on being able to bring them on the road with me and have some you know have some really cool times my daughter challenges my energy just just a two and a half year old full of energy and just uh uh couldn't be happier when she sees me so if i you know if i come out of uh my office you know she'll go daddy done with work or if i walk in the door daddy's home comes running up to me and just uh all those things combined you know you know five and a half years ago life was uh life was different I probably would have said, uh, I probably would have said comedy first. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and comedy's up there. Comedy keeps me super happy, but the family for sure, even, even when I'm on the road right now, I love doing comedy. I love performing, but every second that I'm not on that stage, like I'm, I'm connected back at home. I'll set my, uh, I'll set my alarm on the road to wake up when, uh, when they wake up in the morning so I can say hi to them, you know, uh, first thing in the morning, just like I would at home, try and keep it as normal as I could. So it's just, uh, it's become a real, a real good, happy spot for me over the years. That's dope, man. That's really a good dope. answer. Yeah. Uh, just really quick though, uh, pre-COVID, how frequently were you on the road, Vince? Um, I I tried to, uh, I mean, I try to get on stage every week. So even even if I'm home, like I'm, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. still gone sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, on the road, two weeks a month at least, I was gone. You know, uh, gotcha. we always try to do like two weeks out, two weeks back home is what I tried to do, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, practice for the divorce, you know, but, uh, 
<laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, with with comedy, you don't always get to you don't always get to plan that deliberate. Like right. it's more of an average than the actual. So it might be this whole month I'm gone all four weeks, and next month I'm home all four. Like mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and and this year it was was really really busy. So uh, the work just stacked up. So I was gone probably like eight or nine out of the first twelve weeks of the year right before this hit, and I was planning on being home for the next three months anyway. Oh, good. So it, it kind of hit at the right right spot of it, but um, yeah. So it's it's tough. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool to hear, like the uh, tricks and like tips for when you're on a road and you do have a family. Because I know so many comedians are like, oh, I don't want to really do the whole family thing because I'm trying to pursue this comedy thing. And then I know so many comedians like, ah, oh, it's really hard to pursue this comedy thing. Because I don't want to be away from my family like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a right. really hard yeah. balance to juggle because the requirement is to, if you're, whatever your goal may be, is that you have to keep on the road. Like, isn't that what they kind of kind of preach? You know, like, hey, hit the road, go out there mm-hmm. do that. And it's like, oh, but what at what cost is that? So that's really dope that you take all those steps to, like, you know, keep some normalcy. Keep some normalcy and stuff. That's really cool. We you you try to, you know, I've got, you know, again, uh it works because I have a wife who understands it. I was doing comedy for, you know, eight years before I met her, you know, and so this was part of my life long before we even talked about having a family. And so that's part of the the communication we had. But you know, even even the best laid plans like of here's how we're gonna do it still go to shit sometimes and it it's hard. You know, she's home with two little kids and while I'm out on the road, but the big goal is not only keep it as normal as I can for them, but even for her, like even just getting up early and being up with her in the morning, just so she doesn't think I'm out just sleeping in till noon, having the time of my life. Like just even the, even the mental side of it for her of like, no, I'm still getting up. I'm trying to you know do some normal things. I'm not out partying all night on the road. I, I'll still come back and chat with you after the show. So, you know, like, so you feel safe about that. There's, couple of those little tricks if but uh but it's work i mean it's intentional to, mm-hmm. to make that happen and i didn't always do that right so mm-hmm. you know it's just something i've learned in in recent years well that's like really that. dope i love that that's a great what makes you hit yeah okay well i think uh we've almost done every single segment yeah. i think we've missed one and that's okay yeah but we like to close our show out by asking our guests what their favorite tv jingle commercial jingle anything anytime you hear it theme song from a tv show every time you hear it you have to sing along to it oh boy it's good um well i'm just gonna go with the first one that popped in my head um it's commercial Maybe you know it if you do uh, sing it with me. It's a four quality windows, siding and doors, dial 866-4-Felco. That's a jam. I like that one. I, I like about Felco. Yeah, oh, I that, that was Working a from one. home, yeah. holy shit. I heard the shit out of some Felco. You remember Felco. Yeah, I remember Felco. I've looked into it. They're very pushy people. They oh are. really? Oh yeah. <laughs> you can't like inquire, like you can't go look up like what shit would cost. They're like, no, no they no. want to get you on the phone. Yeah. Let's set up an appointment. And then they want to like stronghold you into like, oh, okay, I'll, I want windows and sidings and doors. 
Yeah, yeah it's like they're quality. <laughs> You're, yeah, these are quality. It's like check check here and here for an instant quote, and then you do it, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll call you right now with the quote." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, fuck you. I don't want to talk to you. Could you text me? I don't want to talk yeah. to you. I don't want to talk to ever. dude. Man, my friend bought a vacuum, like one of these like industrial vacuums one time, mm-hmm. and like the whole thing was you got to discount it discount if you referred somebody else right and so she did that and i was like i don't need a vacuum and so she was like no just do it check it out whatever i was like all right so they came over to my mom's place and they were like oh yeah we're gonna uh uh, show you how well this vacuum worked, dude. Miss Anita put them bitches to work so hard. <laughs> they vacuumed the whole house. <laughs> yeah, like pretty, that. pretty. Well, I much. see what you did here, but could you show me what it would look like <laughs> in the bedrooms as well? Or no? It was called Kirby. It was Kirby. Kirby, Kirby. Kirby vacuum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Them bitches cleaned stairs, everything. Yep. Bye-bye. I was like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, now that you're done, uh, bye bye. Thank that vacuum's like six hundred dollars, fam. Like, fuck out of well, here. I even those people that come and like clean shit, they like clean like a little bit of cement on your. And I'm like, no, show me what. Yeah. <laughs> like, Keep going. You can't just clean one spot. Get the fuck out of here. And this lady was like, oh, this house, because my mom keeps it really nice. She's like, this house deserves a Kirby. I'm like, fam, we've been using a this cheap ass like. I don't know, Dyson or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Like, Dyson's oh, cheap either. Well, whatever. It was a bootleg Dyson. Like, it looked like a Dyson. <laughs> it was it a was, bison. It was a bison. <laughs> it was a trison. Try this out. <laughs> Try this shit out. It's like, it's like a bootleg Dyson or whatever. I was like, well, if you're saying it looks great now. <laughs> why do we need to buy this vacuum right <laughs> get the fuck out get of here out. get out take your vacuum or oh. leave the vacuum whatever no we don't need that big ass shit it's, it's a bootleg carby is nothing more than a shop vac like, <laughs> like two like, thousand dollar shop vac yeah yeah, yeah like fuck out of here Kirby. get the fuck out of here but yeah that felt cool i forgot about that we, could we uh, cover my uh, my new terminology learnings before I? Yes, that's right. Absolutely. absolutely. What have you learned, learned. today? Yeah. So I've learned uh, I've learned racks is a is a is a G, and I've learned a G is a thousand dollars. I've learned, <laughs> yeah. learned that full transition. Learned that 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 bread also represents dollars, uh-huh. which in turn bread could also mean racks, which could mean G. Yes. Um, I've learned, uh, I don't know what this means, but I, I am definitely going to be using this from now on, you meatball biscuit motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite thing, that if I, nothing else comes out of this you podcast today, I'm glad I learned see, that. So. When you see a meatball biscuit motherfucker, you're going to know it. You're going to be you're like, you're going to know a meatball him. biscuit motherfucker. Like, got, I've him. got a picture of it in my head yeah, right now. And it's I, probably correct. It looks like, it. it looks like the, uh, the head of the New York uh, police department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got I've got my neighbors over right now, and they're in the they're in the pool in the backyard, which is my subtle way of telling you I have a pool in my backyard. But I also uh, no, uh, 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 by the way, it. we've seen it's it. Beautiful. Uh, waiting for the invite, Vince. right? Right. That's why we got you on. We're like we're gonna get in Vince's good graces. Get in the pool. <laughs> well, I am going to find a way to call my neighbor a meatball biscuit motherfucker yes. and try and have it fit. And so I will do a follow up and let you know how it goes. I for appreciate sure. that. I appreciate that. Hey, Vince, where could everybody find you? You can find me online. Everything is uh, is at my name. So every handle is just Vince Carone and uh, VinceCarone.com is uh, is my website. And my new album 
If I can plug that, it's yes. called Vincectomy, and that is out on all your streaming platforms. Or you can get it uh, for half the price if you're still uh, if you're not doing a subscription service. Go on my website and you can get it for five bucks. So, oh, Vince, I want to shout you out, Vince, because you are one of the funniest and kindest comedians. Um, we've done a couple shows together, and I know. I think the first show that we did together was at a piece of shit bar in Joliet and it was not good. And, uh, I, it was, I think there's been two shows in my life where I've walked outside and cried afterwards. And yeah, that was, that was one, one of them. them. And hmm. Vince was the nicest. He bought us all drinks, uh, talked to us about, you know, what we're doing. He was like, I know you're funny. Like yeah. this was just a shitty time. Like it yeah. was, it was shitty. And, uh, so yeah, for that, Vince, I super appreciate you. You've always been, a very uh, a kind comedian and, and such a great supporter of the Chicago suburban comedy. Yeah, and you got to get some new friends to hang out with because Jim is a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> he just always wants me to gamble. You I know, know I can't do fuck, it anymore. Jim. So. Jim, you know where I've been. <laughs> Jim's going to be in the movie too. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, we are going to definitely uh, put uh, your your latest comedy album up on our uh facebook corner page so people can check that out kb where can people find you hey check me out on youtube uh k marin comedy on instagram uh and kimberly marin on facebook because there's a lot of kimberly marins and i wasn't able to get that for instagram like vince was i guess there's not a lot of vince carone there's more than one amy blaze spelled the same and it pisses me off (laughs) right and uh uh so where can they find you boo uh i'm at miss amy blaze on instagram amy blaze on facebook uh and uh i think i don't know what i am on twitter amy blaze i don't know just look up amy blaze you'll find me yeah and timmy uh actually just check out my instagram it's uh timmy blaze comedy and also i i have a quick little announcement i moved my merch store to uh t public so I have a bunch of shit at tpublic.com slash user slash Timmy Blaze. But specifically, I put two designs up. One is uh, Donald Trump is a clown. And all the sales I make on that one, I'm donating to Black Lives Matter. And then there's another one that's the same design, but with a rainbow border. And those ones are all getting donated to LGBT. So if you want to check those out, they're they're fun little designs I made. Uh, They're called Trump the Clown, and uh, it's on my uh, T Public store. And uh, yeah, I got some other shit on there too. If you want to, Tim has been doing what like five ten dollars logos logos, uh, that are really fucking cool. So if you want one of those, uh, hit him up for that. Ten fucking bucks. They're fucking awesome. I owe you. I owe you an email still, Tim. Yeah, I I know. Uh, no, uh, no, I know. Damn, I, I Timmy know has did. checked Vince multiple no, times no, no, throughout like, this fucking. That was not what I. Yes, yeah, yeah, sure, like, Tim. I'm, I'm aware. I, I, like, no, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to email you, but I was watching all 12 seasons of Breaking Bad. Right, so. right, right. right. No, I, and I get it. You're on the edge of your seat. Tim, yeah, You're super Tim, stressed. Tim is in, in, uh, enforcing the 48 laws of power right there. Just... <laughs> Tim's back, and he's back. <laughs> Uh, shout out to our producer Sterling Condre. Thank you to Chris Bonget for our theme song. Make Christ- sure you Christopher or our logo. logo. <laughs> Make sure you uh, follow the Happy Corner podcast on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow on Twitch. Thank you guys. All the everybody that's been listening. 
Please share. Tell your friends to tune in every other two, uh, every other Sunday. My bad. <laughs> I'm thinking about Mojo. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I get it. Uh, Hit us up if you want a sticker. Limited. Yes. yes. Hit us up if you want a sticker. Message us on Instagram or Facebook. Thank you guys all. Spread the word. Uh, and have a great one. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. It's up to that.